0: Welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture.
1: Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community.
0: On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Noah Tetzner,
1: a curious student of classical education and
0: podcast producer. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom. For his glory, here on the Court Three Strands podcast.
1: Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to A Court of Three Strands. This season we're talking about the church, and today we're talking about the
0: gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's correct. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mr.
1: Young, have we not talked about this in nearly every episode of the podcast?
0: This well, maybe. Time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I what I'm trying to do yeah. is I want to I want to give some um a fullness of meaning. Okay. And and I think this is going to be helpful. For instance. Uh, each of these words the gospel of our lord jesus christ um I, I think if i were to talk to the majority of christians like overwhelming majority like 99.99% mm. the the gospel that that um we hear is uh a small one it's a great one and a glorious one uh about that jesus Paid for my sins and I get to go to heaven, right? That is gospel, and it's wonderful and it's glorious, but it's not the whole picture. And so, what I want to do is talk about these words that we say: gospel, Lord, Christ, and and then talk about what that means, and um, and then from that, then talk about what is the church and um and w- to what the original hearers of the gospel would yeah. be thinking yeah yeah and it's very different last okay. week we talked about one of the problems with the church is that um everything has become pretty much consumer driven and we think of religion or the christian way of life as being a private Personal thing, and sure. and that um, most of it has to do with me finding personal peace and affluence. In other words, if 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 receiving Jesus as my Savior gets me to heaven and I have some sort of peace about that, that's yeah. good. And that uh, by following Him, I will kind of stay out of trouble and be able to accumulate some wealth for myself, and and not suffer. Then that's good too. Well that, that's not really what the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is all about. Uh, n- and nor is the idea of what, what the church's role is in all this. If the church is just there to, for my own personal peace and affluence, or a, um, I think I, I called it a um, dispenser of religious goods and services, then then really we're we're way off. Right. Okay. So should I start? Please. Okay. Gospel. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel. Gospel is a common term from the ancient world, and it simply means an announcement of good news relating to a king. Either the king's birth, the king's coming, or the king's conquering his victory, and the benefits that come with it, okay? So if if a king were to come to your town, you know, yeah, and uh, and was there because you haven't been paying tribute, and he's going to judge you. That's not the gospel. That's not a gospel. That's not good news. That's bad news about the king coming. But if the king was coming to celebrate, say, an anniversary of a uh, some victory, and he comes and promises like uh, some relief of taxes and maybe money that's going to go towards a new uh, new building or a new you know, he's going to provide a feast for the, for the people. Th- that's what a gospel was. Right. Sure, yeah. So, um, the birth of the, you know, the King has a son. And so there's, there's a, the announcement goes out. This good. The good news, right. The gospel of that King is coming out and there's some sort of benefit, right. For them, it's like succession has been completed. We see that as good news. There's going to be peace. Um, you know, maybe he's going to, you know, all giving and selling. There's no taxes on Tuesday for in celebration, you know, whatever. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's always some activity of a king, um, the birth of a king, the, like I said, the coming of a king or a victory of a king and the benefits that come with it. That's the gospel. So when we look at the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we understand, first of all, Jesus is a king. Right, Jesus is a king who was born. We celebrate Christmas. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, he died and rose again uh, as an atonement for our sin. This is and that forgiveness has been granted to us. That's the a benefit of his coming. Right is this this uh, atonement for our sins, our forgiveness, um, and that. Um, he, but he's established a kingdom. And this is part of the good news. The gospel is that Jesus, our King, it has established a kingdom and we can live in it forever, right? We can right. be with him, our King forever. The um, Christ is not Jesus's last name. It's a title, <laughs> right? I, I always, when I teach my seventh grade Bible class, I always have to remind them this. There's a lot of times like, you know, Jesus Christ, like that's right. Like That's just who he is. That's his last name. No, Christ. <laughs> Christ is, a, is the Greek word um, for anointed one, which is Messiah. Right, That's Jesus, the Messiah. Messiah means anointed one. Anointed one is another way of saying king. So Jesus, the king, the gospel of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Lord, again, is another uh, kingly reference. Our king, he's our Lord. Right? We're, he's not my buddy. He's not my, I don't know, uh, servant. Uh, he's not my genie in a bottle. He is my Lord. So the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ has something to do with this kingdom that Jesus has established that we can now, through his shed blood and resurrection from the dead, we can dwell in this kingdom. Okay? Yes. All right. Now, going to another nice word, church, right? Church, we get from a Germanic word, kirk. Kirk or kirk, something to that effect, mm-hmm. um, comes from a Greek word that is ekklesia. Ekklesia means literally called out ones. If you were a hearer of the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you were a hearer of the original Point a Greek New Testament or any time in that period, you understand an ecclesia as an assembly. In a in a Greco-Roman society, there was always a uh, within that society in that kingdom or a or a, there was always an assembly of free people, who had free men. I would say at that time, free men who had come together um, to make decisions, politically, political decisions. They would, they would do the liturgy, which simply means the work of the people. So in a Greek city state, you know, you, you would come and you would debate about, um, some sort of policy and you would vote on it and right Mm -hmm. vote on it. And then the archon or the, the rulers would carry out the will of the assembled people. And But the the idea is is that Jesus has established a kingdom, and this kingdom has an assembled people, but in Christ, we're going to talk about the sociology of Christ's kingdom in a future episode, maybe next episode. Um, But in Christ's kingdom, uh, the assembled people are all, all of his people are able to come and assemble together on the Lord's day to do the work of the people. Okay? Yeah. So the the church means that all the people of God who are the who are then the, the free citizens of God's kingdom, of Christ's kingdom on earth, who we have the privilege to assemble together to do the work of the people. Um, this is why in most churches that practice you know church discipline mm. is um not everyone can be a part of everything that goes on on Sunday morning. The elders say at Jacob's Well for instance we're a presbyterian a reformed presbyterian church and so um the the elders have a duty to fence the table. In other words the table is uh open a- anyone can come in off the street and participate in the liturgy of the church that is uh to to sing songs of praise to God, they can hear God's word being proclaimed but only baptized believers who have been admitted to the table by the elders of the church can come. Um, and and we say that every week, you know, if you are visiting our church, but you've been admitted by another gospel preaching church to the table, you're welcome to take it at our church too. So we don't practice closed communion, but we do have a, a fence around it. Sure. Right? So the idea is, is that um, only the citizens of Christ's kingdom um, that are visible that we can discern or are, are able to to participate in that particular aspect of the of the service but we are we are part of his kingdom and we assemble uh on the lord's day and we do a particular duty we're going to talk about that liturgy of the church on a future episode but the idea is is that um that these things are very they're political
1: Statements.
0: Yes. (laughs) Political statements. Yeah. All authority, God said, on in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus, who is Lord of all, where every, so the entire planet is now Jesus's. It does not belong to Satan. Mm -hmm. It belongs to him. All authority has been given to Jesus. And then we, his church, are meant to go and announce to the world the gospel, the good news of Jesus's coming and the benefits of his coming, and that he's going to come again to judge. Therefore, as Psalm 2 tells us, we should kiss the son lest he be angry. (laughs) We should repent of our sins and um, put our faith in Jesus Christ and Worship him as Lord, right? right. So that right. that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. So God's kingdom is spreading through all the earth, and various nations and kingdoms have come into it, and will and it'll continue to happen, right? Yeah. So our our job. Remember last week we talked about the the, the church is a a thermostat rather than a thermometer. Right in a th- in thermometer world, the church is a club, <laughs> which may or may not have membership. Yep. Uh, which may or may not have any kind of requirements to to attend or to 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 do or to have any privileges in it, and uh, and it's a dispenser of religious goods and services. So if you like the music there, you might want to stay, and if you don't like the music, you can complain about it or maybe go yeah. find a church that you like or deny. Like this is. The, the idea is is that the church is there to serve you, the consumer. <laughs> right. You need to get fed. You need to get fed. and now <laughs> feeding is not a bad thing, yeah. right? The, but but, the, but when we but when we're not thinking about it in terms of what the gospel is and that the church is the assembled people of free citizens doing the work of the people of God's kingdom, It, the idea is, is that we are, we are citizens of his kingdom that have an obligation to attend the assembly and to join in the work of the people. And we ought to figure out what that work is. Mm. And in other words, I, I go to, to worship on the Lord's day in a church because I'm obliged to my Lord to do so because he's my King. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna hear his word <laughs> again. Remember, last uh where the where do we go wrong? Well, pastors stopped proclaiming the word of God and started proclaiming their opinions about various topics that they kind of try to find a verse or two to to uh uphold their opinion. Instead of of reading his word and explaining what the word means, uh teaching it, preaching it, and admonishing us to be obedient to it. Um, we've we kind of like don't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but, but, it, but it, when it's the, when we understand that that Jesus has established a kingdom and his assembled ones are the church and we're to hear his word and to say yes to it in faith or fealty um, to it and be obedient to it and then commune with him at his table. Um, that that's a, that's the idea. And then we go in obedience to our kingdom, uh, proclaiming the gospel, uh, not only to ourselves, to our children, our households, uh, but to the world uh, at, at large. Right.
1: And that's the whole point of the gospel is
0: it's this good news that needs to yes. be proclaimed. Correct. Correct. And that good news is only good news when we're convicted by the wrongdoing that we've been involved in and we yeah. repent of it. Right. So when, when people try to, uh, share a quote unquote gospel without pointing out sin yeah. and that we're under condemnation because of it, yeah. that it's not good news. <laughs> right, right. 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 It's an alternative lifestyle. Maybe it's a choice. It's a right. And right. it's an option. You, you have your truth. I have, right. No, God has a there's a there's a need to repent because we have been disobedient to God. So b- backing up Noah yeah. is this. God created this world by his son for his son and through his son. And it is his world. And we have sinned and rebelled against it and and if you see the history of it yeah. Of continued sin and obedience, uh, God punishes us by the world by the flood. Yeah. Saves eight, starts over. God says, "Be fruitful, multiply." You get to babble just two chapters later, and they're already sinning, not not filling the earth, but gathering together at Shinar to make a name for themselves. God confuses their language, and they 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 spread throughout the earth just like God told them to. And then He calls Abram. He takes one person, calls him and says, look, um, you know, God created everything. It was good and blessing, blessing. And then from Genesis 3 through 11, it's curses, 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 curses. Genesis 12, he takes Abraham, calls him and says, listen, go to the land I tell you, and I'll make your name great, right? And I'm going to bless you and you're going to, and through you, I'm going to bless the entire world because God is going to reclaim what's his. And so he sends his son so that it's, it's the gospel. His people aren't just the descent, the physical descendants of Abram. It's the spiritual descendants of his as well. There's no Jew or Gentile anymore. We're all one in Christ. See, I'm getting into the sociology part. We'll talk about that in a future episode. (laughs) But the point is, is that he is all authority has been Been given to Jesus, and there's not a square inch to to quote Abraham Kuyper. There's not a square inch on this planet that Jesus can't point to and say, "Mine, yes, it's His." Yes, It's, it's not the devil's. It's not Satan's. It's His, and He is reclaiming it through the spread of His gospel, His good news about His coming and His and what He has done and the benefits for it. And that gospel will spread just like it says in isaiah the picture is it's it's going to spread like the waters covering the seas it's it's going to spread like daniel the rock that becomes a mountain it's like it's going to spread like like the mustard seed in the gospels that it becomes right the tree the biggest right. tree, tree it's it, and there's nothing that's going to stop it it's going to keep growing mm. now we in our limited mind and our small perspective, um, kind of lick our finger and wave it in the air and see that the winds are blowing in a negative direction in our culture. And we assume then it's the end. Everything's it's the end. We're (laughs) all going to die. And then Jesus is going to rapture us out of here or take us or come back or however, um, real soon, like in immediately. And so in the meantime, um, we have for the last 50 years um, that the evangelical Christian church has done nothing other than complain. Yeah. And uh, right. Yeah. So Roe v. Wade was just overturned. You know how many evangelical Christians there were on the Supreme court that did that? Noah, how many zero none? <laughs> yeah. Why? Be- because instead of, being involved in transforming culture, in trying to um, uh, basically exercise the crown rights of Jesus Christ, who is all authority has been given to him, mm-hmm. we have been in our holy huddle waiting for us to be raptured. Meanwhile, the the world around us is going to hell, and we don't care because we think we're gonna. Mm-hmm. It, and it's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The less we've been involved in the cultural uh, aspects of our world, yeah. the worse things have gotten. And we just go, see, see? I told you things were going to get worse. Right. And it's and it's not isn't even it something. We're too focused on uh,
1: like we've just given up, right? you know yeah. it, it's doomsday. yeah, the end is near. Yeah.
0: And so what we've do then is we've made the gospel into going to heaven. The good news isn't for us now. The good news is that when you die, you get to go to heaven. Right. And that, that's so inspiring for so many people. I'm kidding. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. When is that inspiring? Well, when you're maybe older than me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? What, what people need is someone to live for. Right. We, we need someone, young people need someone to live for and a vision for this desirable future. And instead of saying, well, just come here on Sunday mornings, we'll pray some happy clappy praise songs, feel good about it, and then when we die, we get to go to heaven. It, that it hasn't been a very inspiring message. No, it hasn't. The Church of Jesus Christ sounds a lot like the Republican Party, right? <laughs> right. We know what's wrong, but we have no agenda. <laughs> we have no good ideas. We don't, we don't do anything. We just say no, and when we keep losing, uh, we just assume that it's supposed to be this way, rather than looking at ourselves in the mirror and going, "We have not been obedient to our Lord Jesus Christ." We need to repent, and we need to move on. We need to do things. We need to we need to be obedient, and and for the sake of our uh, uh, for the sake of the next generation, I need to stop being so selfish. Yeah. and stop pursuing my own personal peace and happiness. Yeah. You know, going, "Oh, well, it looks like I mean, I continually look at myself and go, I'm 55 years old. Um, I could probably make it till the end of my life and be okay. But I don't know about my kids." Right. So what do I What? Oh, sorry guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. The Bible says it's going to be like this in the last days. Come on, folks. Yeah. Come on. Yeah you know the the gospel has not spread everywhere yet it's it's only i uh, i think we're still early on in church history yeah um let's 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 repent and be obedient the the kingdom of god is here and and our job is to be obedient to his word to our king to pay tribute to him to worship him to evangelize that is to share the gospel with those around us let them know about the good news show them by our lives by the culture that we make and continue to grow in how much better the world would be if we were in submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ it would be a glorious world yeah what we have thought of or what we've lost is we think that maybe that's a boring world or something so the only real hope is when we go to heaven. And that's just a lie. That's just a lie. Right? I this is the reason why there's so much in the Old Testament, right? And as that shows, right? When people are faithful, when when God is yes. When God is looked at as the king and people are faithful, there's a glorious and wonderful uh, culture and life in this world. Now that's not our only hope. Our hope is, of course, the world to come when Jesus returns, yeah. not when, not when we die and our spirits go to heaven disembodied. Our, our hope is for the end, yeah, when the Lord returns and makes all things, you know, all things new. But in the meantime, we can we can be in the process of renewing things mm. through the spread of the gospel and through obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. And make this life a good life, a great life, a fun. I don't want to say fun, but it would be fun. Um, But, but a lot better than the crappy culture that our kids are growing up in. Now my kids are growing up. in. Yeah, no. And I love it. And that's a message of hope. I mean, the church is in its infancy, you know, I believe so. Right. Yeah. And, and here we go. I might be wrong and I don't care because (laughs) if I'm, if I'm right, then it's going to be good news. And if I'm wrong, it's going to be good news. Yeah. I I think that people who are looking for the end to happen now are wrong and they've been wrong continually for a long time now <laughs> and they're going to keep being wrong. Right. Yeah. And if they're wrong, then woe will be to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Woe will yes. be to them because they've just spent a lot of their time, on really worrying about nothing yes. rather than being proactive and, and doing the things that Christ has commanded us to do. So, uh, again, you're going to have to wait till we get to the eschatology message see at uh, uh, lesson 10, I think, or episode 10. But right now, I just, I just wanted to frame it. what we're talking about is Christ has established a kingdom on earth it is destined to grow and fill the earth because it's been promised. It's been prophesied. It's been explained. Mm-hmm. And yet we keep forgetting it. Right. We keep forgetting it. Right. But, but that's what it said. It's going to grow. It's going to get, and we, we get to be a part of it. And it's a wonderful thing. The church is the assembled people of his citizens who do the work of the people of, of his kingdom. And we're going to talk, we're going to have like, I think we're talking about the sociology of the kingdom next week. And then I'm going to have three or four episodes on what is the work of the people. So we're going to talk about liturgy. Let's worship. We're going to talk about evangelism. We're going to talk about intercessory prayer and spiritual warfare. And those four things, these are the things that we're, that's the work of the people of God. Yeah. And it would it would be a really good thing if we did them. So, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the most controversial <laughs> season yet.
1: Yes, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for tuning in this week, listeners. Join us here for another episode.